Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Brianna Mason. Bree, are you ready to do this? I am ready to do this, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Bree is the principal advisor at Women's Worth. She is the COO and advisor at Regent Wealth Management. She's focused on working with women and their families. I'm excited to have you on. Bree, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Happy to. So I was in my mid-40s, and I found myself suddenly single. Um, you know, women can be suddenly single either by divorce or widowhood. The average age of a widow in our country is 59 and a half, so that's very young. Um, I have two amazingly mellow teenagers, <laughs> and along with that in our family are two rescued multi-poos, and then if you have two rescued multi-poos, George, can you tell me if you have a third dog what it would be? Uh, I, gee, I, I should be able to come up with this, but no, I can't. <laughs> it's a pit bull, right? Oh, yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> Um, so that's that, that's my family. And what really prompted me to get into this is I wanted a traditional family. And with that, I chose to step away from my career for a period of time to be the caregiver to my family, like many women do. And I gave up more than I anticipated. I gave up my control and my shoulder to shoulder partnership with my husband over our finances. And so I started developing a program for a lot of reasons, but one of them was I just didn't want other women to go through what I went through in that divorce. Got it. And if you don't mind me asking, what 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 were some of the major challenges that you're 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 specifically referencing? Well, by giving up access to finances, you know, I found myself an example of basically not having during our separation access or control over any of the finances. Um, because I was so focused on the family and being the caregiver and my husband took care of, you know, the investing and all of that, that I found that there were things that were done that I would never have done or agreed to. And again, I just don't want other women to, to have to go through that or suffer after they've lost their husband or partner and having to take all of the finances on, not knowing, you know, where to start. Yeah. And, and and these days, and I'm sure it's always been the case if you have no idea what bank a checking account is with or what investment company your accounts are with, um, certainly less complicated 15, 20 years ago, but I, I can't even imagine today if, if um, and really what a terrible idea that, that really sort of is for anybody to, to not know where everything is, what the passwords are. Because should you find yourself in a position where you're needing to scramble around and find things, you may never find everything. Exactly. I mean, even if you're caring for an elderly parent, if you don't have the, you know, the access to there, how can you help? How can you even help them if they become ill or something like that? So there's a lot of reasons that, you know, I want to educate women on 
how to not only how to manage finances, but really put together, putting together, you know, retirement plans that are going to be dynamic and lasting and so forth. We've got unique financial needs um, as women um, compared to when I work with couples and and so forth. So when we talk about that, I, I saw on, on, the, on the site it talks about how, how men and women are, are, are different. And I, I think that that's, I think that that's 100% true. Um, what are some of the, some of the, the major ways that you found and major challenges that women face that maybe men don't? I think there are several, you know, Wall Street doesn't have a very good reputation of treating women clients appropriately. This industry is still 94% uh, made up of men, which is fine. It's just that what I found is that they don't ask us questions. Um, they they sort of make assumptions that we're sort of one size fits all and so forth. And we've got a lot of different things going on. You know, if we've stepped away from our career, we're going to have less lifetime earnings than men do. Um, on top of that, when we have less lifetime earnings and we're building a retirement plan and we have possibly less to work with, we also have longevity that men don't typically have. So when you do a retirement plan, it's got to be dynamic. You know, my job is to lay the railroad tracks, but also to step back that 50,000 foot to get that view and look for derailments and address those. I think that that's a really great way to 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 look at it as that we are putting the tracks down, but then we also need to be mindful of things that we certainly don't know if they're going to happen. But um, actuarially speaking, women live longer than men do, and I, I wish I could pull the statistics out. Perhaps you can sort of give me an idea. But I mean, so much of of wealth that is transferred is 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 controlled by females just because they oftentimes live longer than men. Exactly. Right now in our country, women control 51% of the wealth. And for those women that are married um, to a man, and as they pass away, that wealth is shifting. And I think Wall Street is sort of cotton on to cotton up with that. And they're starting to, you know, do those commercials where a woman is retiring and she's talking with her advisor and she's going off and building an airplane. I don't know if you've seen that one, but they're, you know, they're <laughs> starting to catch on. But what I find is when I really dive into their programs, what they've basically done is they've sort of slapped a bunch of pink labels on their same old latest and greatest portfolios. And that is not retirement planning. You know, that's the language of investing. Got it. And 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 the pink label is just supposed to indicate that it's for women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at all the great stuff that we've created for women. It's it yeah. it it's it's pink. <laughs> it's a different color. Yeah. Right. It's not specifically yeah. necessarily what 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 you need. And I right. I, I love beating up on on big financial institutions, uh, but I I totally get it. It's tough for them to to really tailor things and to do a great job for uh, for large groups of people. So for 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 anybody who's listening, for for a man who's listening, you need to be if if you're married to a woman or you have a mother, you have a daughter, just and and obviously for the women who are listening, what are what are some of those derailments? It's not just financial, but it's also healthcare considerations as well. Oh yeah. Um really what I, in, a, in the ideal situation, you want to have your own personal board of directors. And on that should be a your CPA or your tax preparer, 
um, somebody who knows about healthcare planning and how to address that, because as we all know that those expenses are going up. Um, obviously a, a good fiduciary, ideally an independent fiduciary advisor, um, and then of course an estate attorney. And you want all of those people on your team, but you want them communicating with each other. And that's what I find most commonly doesn't happen. So for those gentlemen or women that are out there listening, um, Bring your partner shoulder to shoulder with you as you talk to these different professionals. There's an impression out there that, oh, if I go hire a CPA and, an, and a financial advisor and a, an estate attorney, it's going to cost me all this money. But I can guarantee you, if you have the right team in place, you will end up saving money in the long run and being able to build wealth in ways that you never would have thought you'd be able to. That, that really, that, that, that answered answer the question or at least one of them that well gosh this is going to be really expensive and it's sort of that idea if you think education is expensive try try ignorance although yeah. now although now education is extremely expensive and that's a different conversation yeah. but yeah. is is there a time when people should be i guess is it too early is it ever too late you know it's never too early to start talking to people when you are ready to look at I mean, I'll just focus on, you know, my area on financial planning, retirement planning. Just go talk to someone. I would just say, make sure two things. They're a fiduciary advisor and they're an independent. So they don't work, you know, for a franchise um, because they're mandated to. You walk into their doors. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You are going to fit into one of their molds where I can take my clients sort of up to a tree and we're able to pick the best fruit off the tree. Because I'm an independent, so no companies I work with can tell me what I can and can't present to my clients. Got it. I think that certainly makes sense. So, are there certain things or areas that you wish more women had? Maybe it's the confidence or the discipline to to do. Well, I can tell you that most of us don't wake up in the morning and get all excited about financial planning. <laughs> so I think it's really just try to connect, educate yourself a little bit and just make a first step. And then your your professional partner, your advisor should be able to continue to educate you as much or as little as you want to be educated. Um, and again, as a fiduciary, I have got to prove that when I work with clients that it has to be a very clear financial benefit to them. And so that should be clear. If you are working with a financial advisor before you sign up with them, take a look at an example of one of their retirement plans. Go through it with them. Make sure you understand it. They can take the names out. They can create a, a generic one for you. Um, but just, you know, do a little bit of homework and, and make it a partnership. I'm an expert, but I want my clients to really understand what we're doing. Yeah, I think that that's a really excellent point that that unfortunately we don't I don't talk enough about on the show is it's great that somebody tells you that yeah this is the kind of work that I do and yeah I'm an expert in the area okay well if that's the case well then let's see it so let me see exactly. the work product and if in fact they have it that's an easy thing to to produce right Wall Street tends to be a big desk marble floors and the advisor is or the broker is sitting behind the desk and the clients are out in these little chairs right and they feel like they are 
not on equal footing. You come into my office and there's sofas and chairs and we're eye to eye, shoulder to shoulder, and it's a discussion. It's not me as the expert and don't worry about it. I'm going to tell, you know, I'm going to tell you what you need to know. It's where do you want to be? What does it look like? And how many ways can we get there? And that's, and that's, yeah, and that's the truth. And you talked about how you can sort of on the, sit on the same side of the table as client, walk up to the tree and find the most find find the best fruit or the most appropriate thing or product or strategy because you are independent um, and you are a fiduciary because a lot of the time this stuff is so confusing and there's not necessarily one right way to do it and I think a lot of the time that complexity and the the amount of work that people perceive is one of the reasons that 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 people don't engage in this process in the first place so your ability to simplify things I think is probably a really important thing Exactly. When things are complicated or un- not understood, it is difficult to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the idea of planning tolerance and, you know, you, you need to be able to give people enough. For example, showing them the actual work product, this is what you're going to get, but then not too much and, and, and balancing that out. And this is maybe, it's one of those questions, I, I don't know because I'm not a woman and I'm, I'm different than, than everybody. But do you find that, 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 that women are more detail oriented or do they, or does, does that really depend? You know, it totally depends. I have clients that, um, just speaking about my female clients, I have clients on both ends of the spectrum. I have some clients, the first time I meet them, they walk in with a big bag of unopened statements and they say they don't understand them. They're too afraid to look and just, you know, tell me what I need to know. And then I have other clients that have actually a trading platform that people subscribe to because that's what they do. But she's with us because we are planners. Yeah, it's, it's all over the board. So I, I yes. certainly appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, in terms of, of healthcare, I, I, I believe I read that some big company did some study that's going to cost a quarter of a million dollars in retirement for healthcare. I don't know if you have, I don't know what your thoughts on that are when so many people are struggling to, to get started with retirement or put the pieces together, how, how you sort of reconcile that or, or, or how you talk to clients about the potential cost of healthcare in retirement. Well, that is a big issue and it's um, probably more serious than people's concerns around social security uh, I think you know that, but you're right. It's you know two two hundred and forty eight thousand dollars of cost in healthcare during a couple's lifetime is I think the latest um, statistic. So again, the plan has to be dynamic. We need to know where that money is going to be coming from. Like for example, if you have an IRA and you suddenly need a hundred thousand dollars for your care because of some catastrophic event or something, that's all taxable to you. So we need to find the right vehicle that is going to help if it's a, if it's a couple, both people, because what happens, people plan on, okay, here's the money that we've set aside for healthcare and long-term care, and that the first spouse uses that up. Well, what about the second spouse when they need it? Um, and so those are all things that we address, and we use different vehicles that can address live, what's called living benefits, for example, where you m- might need money for terminal, critical, or chronic illness. Um, and where is that money going to come from? And it needs to come from, ideally, a tax-free account 
um, but not everyone has those. So there's different vehicles that we can use to set that up. Got it, got it, got it. Excellent. Well, Bree, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Go out and find yourself a fiduciary independent advisor. I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. And Bree, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, come and visit me on the website, which is www.womansworth.net. And that's W-O-M-A-N-S-W-O-R-T-H dot net. Perfect. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Bree your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to womensworth.net, W-O-M-A-N-S-W-O-R-T-H dot net. I'm not going to spell out dot net because I respect the listeners too much. Thank you again, Bree. <laughs> Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!